Welcome to Training Room Talk, powered by Precision Performance Physical Therapy. Here we will discuss all things related to physical preparation, including rehab, performance, and education. A little about core strength. You know, what a, what a hot topic, right? A lot of, a lot of buzz around you know, this idea of, of core, you know, abdominals and what exactly that looks like. And, and Hey, like, can a, can a weak core lead to low back pain? And so there's a lot of, you know, misconception and, and kind of, you know, mysticism around this idea of core strength. So I'm excited to talk a little bit about it and, and show us some, you know, really basic, but really effective exercises and drills to help, you know, address this, this concept of uh, core strength. Um, but first, just want to introduce myself for those of you who are hopping on either live or on the recording. You know, my name is Nick Perugini. I'm a doctor of physical therapy uh, at Precision Performance Physical Therapy. We're located over in Garnet Valley. Uh, and also, we have an office in East Falls. And again, we, we specialize in working with, you know, really people who give a damn about their body, right? Whether it's working out, you know, fitness, um, you know, professional, recreational, college athletes, you know, we're, we work with people where the common denominator is they care about moving and operating at a high level. And, you know, with that, there are things like aches and pains that are going to pop up. And, you know, our goal is to show you how to manage some of those things so you can stay on the move and, uh, and just be a better human. Um, but again, we are offering some telehealth visits, which again can be performed, you know, in the comfort of, you know, your living room, for example. So I was talking to uh, Alessia before we hopped on. And again, if, if this is something that, you know, you're interested in, I, I'd love to kind of get you my contact information. We can talk about, you know, what that looks like moving forward. But great. Let's go ahead and uh, hop in and we'll talk a little about the core. So the core, again, is this idea of, I like to think about it as a canister, right? A two liter uh, bottle of soda, right? Where you have the, the top of it um, as almost your, your kind of your trachea or your, your windpipe, right? And kind of it's the top right here. The bottom of that bottle is your, is your pelvic floor. Uh, the front of that bottle is, is, are going to be your abdominals, right? You can think about your abs, um, the backs or the, or the sides of your core, right? Your obliques and, and the back of your, uh, of the bottle is going to be your, your lumbar spine, right? Or, or your erectors, right? Those, those muscles on the back of your spine and really being able to organize that canister is going to be really important. So a lot of times we think about core strength. Most people think about six pack abs, right? Doing more crunches, sit-ups, etc. And while that's important, Really, a strong core is one that can absorb and produce force as needed. And really, that's going to be dependent on our ability to take this top half, right, of our, of our, our, our rib cage or our torso and align it with the bottom half of my body or my pelvis. So our ability to align and get to a position of, I, I call it like aligning your bowls, right, this bottom bowl and this top bowl to create and maintain pressure in a movement such as a squat, right? A deadlift, a kettlebell swing, even a strict press to some extent. Our ability to create force, right? Stability and pressure is gonna be paramount um, for my body to fu function appropriately, especially when participating um, in exercise. So again, core strength is actually going to be dependent 
on the position of my torso and my pelvis. So my ability to get this bowl and this bowl stacked is going to allow me to create pressure, which will allow me to express strength, right? And in a lot of the things that we're doing in our functional exercises, that's going to be one of the most, most important things. So I'm going to show you guys a few drills to bring this concept to life. I know it can, can sound abstract. If you're talking about soup bowls, wait, what? I don't have soup bowls in my body. We're going to show you how to, uh, again, bring this thing to life. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and get on my back to start. Okay. And what I'm going to introduce to you guys is the idea of the two thumb rule. All right. So the two thumb rule states that, Hey, I've got this thumb. My right thumb is going to go wait right on my waistline. My other thumb is going to go right below my rib cage. So I'm going to find where my rib cage kind of starts right here. I've got one thumb here. I've got one thumb on my waistline and my ability to bring these two thumbs together is going to be very, very, very important. Okay. If I'm arching and extending and kind of popping my, my butt out, uh, right from on Instagram model, I'm going to have this space between my lower back and the ground. Okay. That's a lot of times we see this in a deadlift. We see this in a squat. It's not necessarily that something that we want to do. My ability to, again, bring these two points together is going to be very important. Um, again, for a performance and health standpoint. So again, when I'm in this position, right, I can start creating some tension. And what I'm going to do in this position is I'm going to think about pulling my heels towards my bottom, right? So you can see like there's some slack in there. So I'm going to pull my heels towards my bottom, right? I'm going to pull this top thumb towards my bottom thumb. And in this position, again, what I can do to start creating some tension is I can take a little breath in through my nose. I can take a breath out through my lips all the way. And you can see when I breathe out, I'm actually bringing these two points together even more. Okay. Now, in that position, we have a lot of contact on the ground, meaning my entire torso is on the ground, my feet are on the ground. When we have a lot of points of contact on the ground, our body kind of knows where we're at in space, right? It's more input for our body to, to, to know what's going on. So this could be a great way to start learning how to feel, how to actually align your upper half and your lower half. And when you can bring your upper half and lower half together, your core is going to start working and you're going to start feeling things. And when we start feeling things, we're no, we know we're in the right position. So again, if you are following along either live or on the recording, what I recommend in this position, again, two thumbs, right? Pull the heels towards you, tuck your belt buckle towards your face. My top thumb comes down. And what I want you to do here is I want you to brace a little bit. Like if someone was going to, almost give you a little punch in the stomach, creating some tension in the stomach, right? Keeping that tension as you take a breath in, as you take a breath out and do that for five breaths. And again, very simple, but this is the foundation of everything that you will do in the gym. Your ability to get into that position and feel those things needs to be able to transfer to every loaded movement that you do. Again, 
organizing your top half over your bottom half um, on the ground lets me know that you'll be more successful when you stand up and you're doing a hip hinge or you're doing a kettlebell swing or you're doing a squat pattern. So once you've got that down, again, what I recommend if, you're, if you are following along, do a set for five breaths, um, you know, rest 30 seconds, another five breaths, and you should focus on feeling some of that activation in your core, okay? So again, the next level of activity that we're going to do is we talked about when my body's in contact with the ground, right? I have a lot of, I have a lot of stability. I have a lot of, I have a lot of help. We're going to remove some of that stability and challenge this position a little bit more. And some of you guys may be familiar with this term dead bug, right? So we're going to introduce this dead bug emphasizing, you know, bringing my bowls together. So, right, if I tuck my hips under here, two thumb rule, right, my two thumbs get closer. Excellent. I'm going to bring one leg up, right, back down, other leg up, right? My goal here is if when my leg comes down, it's going to want to pull my body right? Or pull my thumbs apart from each other. Okay. If I cannot create tension and not, and cannot resist this, I'm not going to be in a good position, right? When I start adding some load to my movement. Okay. If I feel okay here, our next progression is going to be to bring both knees up. Okay. Same idea, two thumb rule, right? And we're going to tap one leg down. Again, you'll see if when my leg comes down to the ground, it wants to pull my entire body or pull these two points away from each other. Okay. My ability to resist my two thumbs coming apart from each other is a classic example of your ability to create some core strength and core tension, right? The, the muscles in the front of my body are going to be responsible for preventing this position, okay? This hyperextension or arched position, right? If I can create stiffness here, right? It's the same idea in a plank, right? If I go in a plank position, why is this, why is this classically a core exercise? Because my, my, my abs are resisting this, right? My abs help bring me into this position. If I'm, doing, if I'm doing a plank like this with my hips sagged and my back arched, it's no longer a core exercise, okay? Going back to what we first introduced, you know, core strength is more about position than it is actual muscle recruitment. So if I'm not in a, an appropriate position, for example, in my traditional core exercises, like a plank, for example, I'm no longer using my abdominals. I'm now putting increased stress on my lower back, right? And my hip flexors in areas that we don't necessarily want stress to go. So that kind of brings me to the, the, the discussion that every exercise can be a core exercise if we're focusing on the position of our rib cage and our pelvis. If we're not focusing on those things, even in a core exercise, we're not getting any benefit, right? There's no core strengthening happening, okay? So going back to our progression, 
Okay. So we did the dead bug, right? Just with um, the hold, right? Or, or heel taps, right? With one leg on the ground. Then we brought both legs up to 90 degrees and we tapped with the heels. Okay. Our next progression is going to be both legs up. Okay. This is like a fail proof way to get in a really good position. You're going to go hands or wrist crease on the knees. And I want you to press into your, your, uh, your knees. So I'm thinking about driving my knees up. I'm thinking about pushing my hands down against my knees. Right. And what we're going to do here is we're going to make sure low back is on the ground and I'm going to go ahead and take a breath in, take a breath out. And I'm already getting the shakes. Right. And that's a good thing. Right. The shakes lets us know that the thing, things are working. Things are moving in the right direction. Now, the reason why we're going to add this little bit of breathing into the mix here is for two reasons. One, when we take a breath in, right. I want you guys to take a huge breath in, put your hand, put your, just like, just take a deep, deep breath in and kind of feel what happens. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to over-exaggerate what happens when I take a deep breath in. Right. So during that breath in, you can, you know, you kind of could maybe see on your or feel on yourself and see on me what's happening to my body. Right. I'm going into that extension pattern. Right. Which is like kind of the thing that we're trying to resist or prevent. Right. When I breathe out, I'm coming back into that neutral spine position, which is what we want and actually recruits more abdominals when we're in our exercises. Okay. So when we breathe in, in a dead bug position, for example, I want to limit this from happening. So going back to two thumb rule, if I can do this and resist this extension, I'm going to be in a good position. Pull my thumbs together. Again, the entire time without letting this happen on our inhale. Right, no good there. So again, I recommend practicing. This is the best way to start putting these concepts together. This is called an isometric dead bug, right? My low back's on the ground. I'm gonna push my forearms into my knees. I'm pushing my knees against my forearms. Five slow breaths, three seconds into the nose, five seconds out to the mouth will give you everything and more, right? It's, it's the foundation, you know, of our core strength, right? And if you can do that, you know, our goal is now, okay, how do we transfer this over to our lifts, right? Our, our, again, our squat patterns, um, our deadlifts, our lunges, our presses, bench pressing, etc. Right. And that's, that's, that's really where the magic happens, but incorporating some of these concepts in a warm up before we go into our main list, it's going, to be, it's going to be a great way to kind of start feeling the things that we need to feel when we go into our, our, uh, you know, our, our, our exercise. So, right in that position, I had a lot of my body on the ground, right? I have a lot of contact. So we're going to remove, again, some pieces of, of contact in the ground to, to challenge our stability, all right? So the next one 
is what we call quadruped all fours or a bear plank position, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. And so in this position, again, what I'm looking to do is all about bringing my top half, and my lower half together. So, you know, we're going to see people that'll default to this position, right? Where they're arching their lower back, right? We're going to have people round a little bit too much. My goal for you in this next exercise is to find the middle, right? For some of you, that's going to be tough. And I kind of want you to go all the way round, right? All the way extended. I want you to try and find what feels like the middle for you. And I'll give you a little hint. You might need to tuck under a little more than you think, okay? To actually get your abdominals in a good position, you might need to tuck your hips under and bring belt buckle towards your face to actually get in a good position. Now, once you've, once you've gotten in this position, pull your toes under you, so your big toes are under your feet, right? We're gonna brace the stomach slightly. We're gonna lift the knees up one inch off the ground, right, without anything else moving. Push the ground away so your upper back is rounded. And guess what we're gonna do here? You guessed it, we're gonna hold for three breaths. Again, right, in that exercise, gravity is pushing down on us, which actually wants to do this to our, our midline, right? And like we said, the abdominals are going to function to actually resist this position. So starting with a little bit more rounding and reaching is actually going to put our abdominals in an advantageous position. So... Um, again, it turns out that being in this position, okay, is also this, right, which is a squat. So my ability to create tension in this position, okay, is going to tell me about my ability to create tension in this position, okay, something that I don't know, maybe you guys are doing, right, so that, that squatting thing. Right. So again, a great exercise to help starting to transfer over towards your actual functional movements. Right. I have a problem with PT exercises, right? How many of you guys have ever had PT exercises? Right. Some of you guys, right. And again, they're all, that's all good, but it's got to transfer over to the thing that you, that you care about right? It's got to, it's got to carry over to the things that you're doing in your exercises. So these are ways to kind of help prep for the things that uh, you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. Okay. So to review some of, some of these concepts, just to cover, cover our tracks here, right? The first idea that we did was on our back, right? Talking about two thumb rule. Can I pull my heels towards me? Right. Can I tuck my belt buckle towards my face? Can I pull my top thumb down? Okay. That sets the foundation, right? Creates the canister we can talk about. Okay. The next one we did was added some dynamic movement. Can I bring my knee up and hold? Right. Can I bring my knee up and hold without my thumbs moving? Can I bring both of my feet off of the ground and can I tap? Okay. 
And again, in a warm up, 10 to 20 reps here, alternating taps is going to be a great way to kind of get, get warmed up. The isometric hold, right? Wrists on the knees, pushing down, pushing my knees up, pushing my forearms down, adding in five breaths. Like we said, when I breathe in, what wants to happen? This. We want to prevent that from happening, right? So ribs down, breathe out all the way. <sighs> Create that tension in the stomach, okay? We hopped up onto all fours, right? We have knees, toes, hands on the ground. We talked about, hey, let's find our, our middle position, right? This is one end of the spectrum. This is the other end of the spectrum. We want to find a happy medium there right? Being able to brace, find some tension, tuck your hips under and lift up is going to go ahead and transfer over to our squat pattern, right? If I want to take it a step further, if I'm coming up, right, I can also add a touch of my shoulders, right? You know, in addition to just working in this plane of motion, your core also prevents you from, you know, rotating, right, and bending, right? Life just doesn't happen like this. It's why sit-ups aren't very functional, right? So adding some things like a push-up position where you're touching a shoulder, right, and you're, you know, not letting anything move is going to be a great way to challenge this, what we call anti-rotation, right, our ability to rotate. I can take it a step further again and add in a hip touch, okay? A hip touch. Now, like we said, if we're doing a core exercise and the position of our rib cage and pelvis are not aligned, it's not a core exercise, okay? So again, prioritizing creating our canister is gonna be the number one thing to ensure that we're, we're getting the benefit of even doing a core exercise, okay? So that's just uh, you know, one, of the, one of the main points there that I hope we get across today is like, hey, if we actually wanna get strong in our core, it's not about doing more sit-ups, it's not about doing a longer plank, it's about making sure we're emphasizing the position of what's happening from here and here to get the benefit out of it. Okay, cool. I'd love to like answer any questions that you guys have. Um, last time there were, there were a bunch of questions. So if you guys have anything, you can unmute yourself and I'd love to um, talk about some of that stuff. If you have any questions on the exercises too, I'd love to hear them. Hey Nick. Hey. I'm one of the trainers at Burn and um, I hope our members do those exercises because like that was harder than doing a hundred sit-ups. Yeah, yeah. You know? So we we tell them to engage their core like all the time. So when we're um like when we're in the dead bug position, right? Like this hold here. Definitely. That's what we want them to feel, right? When we say engage your core. Yeah, and yeah, correct. And, and how do you feel about that term, engage your core? I, you know, like it, I think. I think I, it's, 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 um, it's something that I used to say a lot and I've, I've since kind of moved away from it. And I think it can be very frustrating for both the coach and sometimes the client when, you know, we're saying, Hey, you know, squeeze this or feel this. 
right? And they, and they have no idea, and they're, and they're just not getting it, right? So one of the things that it's going to ensure that people are feeling things is, again, making sure we're in the right position, right? So some of the, some of the exercises today are almost like fail-proof ways to get in that position. And when you're in that position, you're more likely to feel things, right? So, you know, again, you can say, you, someone can be in this position and you can say, squeeze your core, right? And it's going to feel very different than being in this position and saying, squeeze your core. So mm -hmm. I think asking someone where they feel it is, is warranted a lot of the times, right? It helps, mm -hmm. you know, you understand, are we actually in the, in the position that we're looking for? Yeah. Cool. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I think, you know, before saying engage your core, Hey, asking, Hey, where are we feeling this? Right. Yeah, Cause if cool. someone's in a dead bug and we feel our lower back, mm -hmm. right. We know we should probably intervene on that and, and maybe make some modifications. So we're getting the benefit out of it. Right. That's a great tip. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Nick, and I'm sorry if I missed it because I hopped on a few minutes late, but um, can you kind of explain to the group why it's important to have that strength in your core? Like, it's not just about being able to do that squat. Like, what does the strength in the core actually do for you as a human, you know? Right, right. Yeah, again, I think this concept of, you know, we're bringing our top half and our lower half together is going to be a very you know, important concept, right? Our ability in our, and that's what our core does. Our core transmits force that and with every step, right? When we step onto the ground, for example, you know, force is traveling up through our leg, through our midsection into our arms. And that's helping us propel, you know, when we're, when we're walking and we're in the gait cycle. So having a, having a, a strong core again is about helping distribute force and stress across the body. And sometimes, right, where, where maybe we, if we don't have, um, if we're not strength training or we're not stressing the core appropriately, other things become stressed. It could look like a knee, it could look like a hip, it could look like a lower back, right? And, it's, and, and what I don't wanna say is like, if you have a weak core, you're gonna have pain, because that's not the case, right? Because my you know, 98 year old grandmother you know, I don't know if she has a strong core, but she doesn't have low back pain. So that's not a thing, right? Is a weak core, low, low back pain is not a thing. But, it, you know, having a um, significant core strength, again, it's about distributing force evenly throughout your body. So all things are coming to the party, right? This becomes more important when we're moving under loads, right? And we're introducing speed and introducing volume and, and things like that. So again, core strength allows you to use your body how it's supposed to be used, right? Transmit force, absorb force, and share the stress evenly throughout your body. Thank you. And do you find that if, if you have a strengthened core, does that also translate into better form for your, your strength movements? Like if, if you're properly aligned the two bowls and you're doing something some other move whether it's a squat a push-up whatever if you're if you've got that part engaged and you're doing the right thing well does that then make that movement more proper and more beneficial to what you're trying to do does that make sense yes i i would short answer yes 
um, again, your ability to create, and again, what, what, what we talk about, it's, it's about, you know, pressure, right? The can the shape of the torso allows for increased pressure, which can allow for increased stiffness, right? And let's think about maybe someone doing a push-up and kind of failing on a push-up. You know, what often happens is kind of that low back is going to go, right? Think about a squat and we kind of round as we're coming up out of the squat. What's happening there is we're losing pressure, therefore losing stiffness, and we're seeing a uh, a variation right in that form under load, meaning I've lost stiffness, I've lost pressure. Same thing with the deadlift, right? If, if we're getting to a heavy enough weight and I'm seeing a change in form or, or position, again, that's indicative that my trunk has lost pressure and lost stiffness and has resulted in what I'm seeing as maybe a poor, poor form, you could say, right? From a coaching perspective. Yep. Absolutely. And again, I think the push-up example is one that I see a lot and, you know, and people who are, you know, learning how to do push-ups, right. Is like just the ability to kind of keep that plank position as just our shoulders move. Thank you. Great question. Hey, Nick, it's Chuck here. One of hey, the Chuck. Things I burned. Did you um, touch on like breathing I can't recall if you touched on like how we should be breathing during these movements to help yeah. engage our core. Um, yeah. any, any, any cues on that that we can use to help out our members? Yeah. And, and can you guys just, just help me out here? What kind of, what does a typical session look like for you guys? From like a warm up to like a, a strength? To a yeah, camp? we do like a dynamic warm up, which is basically whatever uh, protocols call for. We'll warm up that body part and then We'll break them down and demonstrate everything and then break them up to groups and then go for 45 minutes and then awesome. the finish your like an all out thing. Yeah. Yeah. So again, in, in these kinds of drills, um, the, the cues that I'm, I'm, again, I'm using are a three second inhale through the nose. Right. And again, it's a, a silent inhale. So what I'm not doing, like what we talked about is I'm not letting this happen. Right. As I breathe in, I'm not letting my, I'm not belly breathing. I'm not letting my, my belly pooch out. I'm not letting my chest come up, but I'm keeping my canister, right? I don't want to lose this position. So as I breathe in, for some people, it might feel like they're not able to get a huge breath in, but that's okay because I want to prioritize my position, okay? And then I want to take a deep breath out. And as I breathe out, you're going to feel your kind of oblique, some abdominals tighten up and wrap around like a corset. But again, when you get someone in a push-up position or this bear plank position, right, they take a breath in, what's going to happen a lot of times is they're going to they're default into that arched or extended position. Mm -hmm. So the cue, right, is three seconds into the nose, right, we're mm -hmm. prioritizing keeping that position, right, full exhale through the lips and actually creating some pressure upon that exhale. And as I breathe back in, I don't want to lose that pressure, right? I don't want to just extend out of it. So yeah. keeping some tension even on my next inhale. Okay. Now, obviously, when heart rate's at 160, right, yeah. I've got 30 jumping goblet squats. That's not going to happen, right? So there, there's, a time, there's a time and place for, mm -hmm. for that stuff, right? This yeah. is, that would be more of how I would cue it in your prep work and also in like a strength work where you're doing something mm -hmm. that's a heavy – five to 12 reps, right? At a rating of perceived exertion, that's, that's high. 
um, yeah. I would cue it, cue it that way. Okay. Yep. Thanks, man. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else, guys? Did you know we now offer done-for-you templated workouts that focus on joint stability, strength, and balance to promote both health and longevity and improved performance and movement capabilities? We also offer individualized remote programming, one-on-one virtual PT sessions, and mentorships for both students and professionals. Visit our website, precisionperformancept.com to find out more. If you continue to like the content we are putting out, please consider donating to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash training room talk. There's some great benefits on there for you, like 20% off any of our programs or free sessions one-on-one with any of our coaches or physical therapists. Thank you, and we appreciate your support.